welcome to this week's episode of the Prosperity Pathways podcast. I'm here with Mel Nichelle 999, a spiritual guider. I'll let her introduce herself. Thank you for having me on Prosperity Pathways podcast. I'm Mel Nichelle 999, and I'm back to open your mind. So I am a espiritista, which is a spiritual guide, healer, and advocate for the people, a rare humanitarian. So that's a good description of yourself. And I see myself as a spiritual person. So I like connecting with other spiritual healers and guiders. And I would love to learn more about psychics. So I'm glad I have you here. My first question for you is, can you share your journey of embracing a spiritual path instead of religious beliefs? Sure. So when I first started branching off into what they call the left-handed path, which they consider as taboo, I started having those paranormal spiritual experiences first with passing away of a loved one, them coming to you, knowing things and telling your parents before it happens. Also, growing up, I was told, don't say that because people are going to label you as mentally insane or crazy. And I was raised Catholic And my father's side is Christian Baptist. So when it came to me, both of my parents weren't necessarily heavy in the church. It was just a part of their bloodlines. So then there was me. I necessarily didn't have any guidance. But when I started experiencing these things, I started getting interested. Like, hmm, maybe there's another world out there that we don't know of. And me being a curious person, I decided to explore that. The first time I ever came across a person who was a psychic was Mm -hmm. in Bronx 2020 and I ended up getting a reading from her which she is now my godmother Madam Ayanisa and she told me things that I have never spoken of about not only me but things in my past and my family members and I was shocked because I was like how do you do that and through that process it helped me tap into myself Now, with doing that, everybody's going to ask, oh, how do you tap into yourself? Well, that requires that solitude, that isolation period, learning how to sit still with yourself and not being around others. Also, going through judgment a lot, because if you're doing something that people don't find is what they say of value, or if you're not a doctor or a lawyer, basically the physical stuff or material If you don't seem like you're just into that, then there's a particular judgment that's placed on us. When I'm like, wait a second, if that person is a psychic or how they say a witch or a healer, that Mm -hmm. person has a God-given ability, a talent. But people try to demonize what is not common and pushed out in social media or the media. Always, always. They fear what they don't understand. Yes. And... It's like going on my path. I was afraid of myself. I realized that over time, you're like, you know what? Why haven't I done this a long time ago? But it took someone else, of course, sparking that interest within me. So like you do say, it it takes a village. It really does. It really does. I like that you touched on the solitude because I like to tell people a lot is being Mm self-aware of why you do the things you do, coming to the realization that a lot of things are of your own doing. Stop 
finding scapegoats for everything because a lot of times you made those choices and that's why you ended up getting the result. But you want to blame somebody else. Oh, well, they made me. No, they told you about something <laughs> and you thought it was a good idea and you went with it and it turned out bad and now you're mad. Stop. So a lot of times you have to be aware there could be things that happened when you were younger, and that's why you do it when you're older. If you were denied a whole lot of things when you were younger, a lot of people spend their money frivolously because you were denied a lot of things when you were younger, but you didn't put two and two together. You just tell yourself, oh, I like the finer things. No, you just like spending a lot of money because when you were little, they always told you, no, you can't have this and no, you can't have that. Once you put two and two together, you realize this is a bad habit because of such and such that happened to me. And a lot of times people have to fast in their life to get to that self-aware point. And fasting is more than just cutting out certain foods. It could be your phone. It could be the music you're listening to. It could be the people that you hang out with. You have to cut back on it to actually realize what's going on within yourself. So I'm definitely a big advocate of doing things like that. What inspired you to explore your psychic and healing gifts? And how did you begin offering divination readings and spiritual products to help others? Okay, so what sparked my interest in getting deeper with my psychic abilities is that Mm -hmm. I went through a, I could call it a tragedy, because I lost a grandparent in front of me she was passing away from cancer and although everyone was in the room when this was happening i was the only person that can see the spiritual aspect of that which i wasn't as self-aware then but i saw that and i noticed it was like a gold mist and then after she passed i was in a trance so you know how you're in a state of shock right mm-hmm. and i remember my father being upset and I kind of turned to him as if she was with me right then and there. And I rubbed his back in a certain way with my knuckles. And he looked at me like, she used to rub my back like that. Yeah. So how most people might say, sometimes we go through a tragic experience for them, our ancestors, because mm-hmm. that's what they do become after they pass away, to wake that up in us. I didn't understand it back then, but I kind of see why those things have happened now. And as now, 2023, this was back in 2016. Now, Mm -hmm. as my father had got diagnosed with cancer this January, I had a choice between choosing between my job or taking care of a family. So it's one of those things where, all right, my grandmother passed away from cancer. Nobody was really there for her. I have to be the one to break that curse. So now that I'm here, over time, being with him and now I'm being a full-time entrepreneur I'm not working for anyone else he told me that hey before she passed away she used to take care of her mother so it's like you learn things about your family Mm -hmm. in these situations and it's like using your psychic abilities is more than just oh I know it all or oh I know the past or the future it's more of a healing aspect because you have to heal not only yourself but the people that you encounter and I think if you come from a leader or manager, mm-hmm. everything is better when it's on site, unexpected. You don't have time to prepare for, let's say, the interview. Because when you encounter people on a day-to-day basis, it's random. Or yeah. some people say, this must be a coincidence. But 
There's no such thing as coincidence. They love using coincidence, but like really there's no such thing as a coincidence. Everything happens for a reason. Definitely. Psychic abilities. I want to say it's your job. It's part of your purpose. If you know your purpose and you want to use it to wake up humanity in the world, the things that they try to shun us for and hide. And you want to make sure that with these gifts, you use them responsibly. Very true. Good to have that balance. (laughs) Very true. I definitely understand that. Because a lot of people, when they, like they show on Super movies as a matter of fact you know every time somebody learns what they're supposed to do and why is this my responsibility i don't want to do it it happens every time in the beginning they don't want to do it and then eventually they realize okay i am that important and it's usually a self-battle more so than them being in denial because they're in denial because they believe they're not able and not capable when really they are it's just them realizing it like, everybody keeps telling me I can do this and I need to do this and I don't think I can do it. So I don't know why they're believing in me so much because you don't believe in yourself. It's that self-battle that always gets people stuck. I can attest to that. <laughs> I think that was a huge um, challenge I had to overcome myself, especially mm-hmm. with being, not necessarily everybody knew I was psychic, but if I said something out of my mouth, I might offend the wrong person. Somebody might feel like yes. I'm attacking them. Yes. And I didn't understand that within myself. So it took some time. I would give it a year to really believe in myself. Like, is this really true? One time I even tested it. And I have to be careful sometimes because someone might think like, oh, she's probably doing something again to me or attacking me. And really, I'm telling you this to help you. Not because you came to me, but sometimes it would just happen randomly, like us having a conversation. There was Mm -hmm. a time I was standing outside with a stranger or a guy And I basically said the name of his friend that passed away. But just because he was talking to me, he was like, wait, what was that name you said? I was like, I don't know why the name so-and-so is coming to me right now. But I said, is that somebody you know? And he was like... Yeah, his eyes got big, like, wait. So it's a conspiracy. (laughs) Yeah, if people are, like, afraid of themselves, then they're going to like that back on to me. And I'm I don't mean any harm. It's a challenge at times. I've definitely experienced that because... When you tell somebody the truth, sometimes it hurts. Yes. And they get defensive because they feel like you're attacking them when really it's something within yourself that's hurting. It's nothing I said. I don't say anything with malice. I don't come at people because I don't like arguing with people. I don't do that. I'm not going to say anything negative. If If it comes off negative to you, that means you know you're guilty of it. It's just that simple. Like, when somebody says something to me, I know I asked somebody a question one time, and I forget what the question was, but I know their response was, now, if I said that was none of your business, you would get mad. (laughs) I said, no, actually, I wouldn't get mad if you said it was none of my business, because if you feel like it's none of my business, then it's none of my business. That's how you feel, and I would agree with you. You don't have to answer my question. And then they proceeded to answer the question, though. So that means that's something that they would have done doesn't have to apply to me. So I really learned how to not take other people's state of mind personally. So my next question for you is, as a psychic medium and healer, what does it mean to get spiritually in tune with oneself? And how do you guide others in this process through your services and offerings? Okay. So what it means to get spiritually in tune with yourself is recognizing not only 
the meaning possibly behind your name, your birth date, but calculating that because it seems as though everything is done in numbers. You can't do anything in this world without numbers. So what I did when I first started on my journey to get in tune with myself was, all right, let me calculate my birthday, which is my life path number, the number nine. I will explain uh, what the meaning behind my name is further on in conversation. Number nine is the number of the human humanitarian, which my birthday calculates to that number. Therefore, I was like, okay, I can take this with me, but also getting in tune with myself would mean getting in tune with my bloodline, getting in tune through ancestor veneration, which is connecting with those who have passed on before us, whether that is we don't know them or not. But when you do call on them and you start, you start with the closest person that you know. Mm -hmm. From there, that main ancestor who was close to you will start providing you with the other information and the worlds that we cannot see, which is like God's truths are his unseen worlds. So sometimes when you speak to people, it may not be you speaking. You ever feel like that sometimes? Yeah. Like where did that information just come from? Yeah. What was the other question that you asked? How do you guide others in this process through your services and offerings? Okay. So first I help by pinpointing things that they may need to work on within themselves. Someone could be calling me to, hey, I need divination because I have a particular problem. I'm like, all right, well, instead of focusing on the problem, we need to focus on the solution. Is it really your lover or is it something within yourself that is making you act this way towards that lover, for example? Mm -hmm. And then the best way to be is to put your focus back into your goals, yourself. Because a lot of the times people that may be calling, they have that insecurity. Well, I don't really know who I am because I'm always used to being around. My mom says I'm this. My dad says I'm this. I was like, Mm -hmm. this is why it's important for you to define who you are, regardless if anybody speaks for you. So it's more of a counseling thing. I have it done in person, one-on-one, but... I will be soon offering that mentorship along the line when I'm ready. But the things that I tell them to do that's going to help them to stay focused, that's a habit that they're going to have to create. So I can only give you so much information, but I can't be there to hold your hand the way. So I'm a guide for you to, hey, Melanchel999 told me this. Now I found me a group. I found me a house, like a home with other spiritual people because there's different paths, as we mm-hmm. all know. It's not just like new age, which that's why I welcome all walks of life. You have Afro-Cuban religions and traditional practices, African, and the list goes on, even Asians. I try to make it as universal as possible, but it's mm-hmm. customized just for them. So that's how I guide them. And I also give them, I would say, aftercare instructions, like take a spiritual bath. What is a spiritual bath? It's going to help you get rid of the negativity. It's praying because when you speak you give life to something so consistent prayer well I don't know how to pray well that's something you may want to practice so it's more so them needing that second brain for themselves yeah a lot of people need guidance on even starting the journey into oneness and knowing yourself and being self-aware it's a journey so you said you calculated your birthday could you calculate my birthday calculate your birthday yeah (laughs) I would have to get the formula. Okay. okay. I, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. I did that a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. Long time ago. Okay. But I can't calculate the birthday off the top of my head right now. 
Okay, so you're getting there. You're still on that journey. I got you. But that's some knowledge that a lot of people don't know or realize that can help them is the date you were born, the year, all of that actually affects who you are. Like I was saying to someone earlier about how in the area that I'm living now is a lot of people always ask what your sign is. And they don't even fully understand the significance of it. They're just asking and then they'll read a horoscope out the paper and stuff. I know what my sign is, but I know I'm not very deep into it. So I hate discussing things like that. And I know the other person probably doesn't fully understand what they're asking either. That's the point that you touched on because you Mm -hmm. know how you just asked me, can you calculate that? Which that might not be my specialty, but Mm -hmm. I know a numerologist can. It will be cool if that numerologist who's into the astrology and the numbers, Mm -hmm. as a psychic, I would know stuff about a person. They allow me their permission. Mm -hmm. That's their name. So that's why I don't ask people also when they do get divination or readings for me. I don't ask for their birth date because Mm -hmm. that is, in a sense, someone could potentially scam you by, oh, let me calculate this person's birthday and just give them a general reading based off Google or Bing or whatever the internet, like you said, a Scorpio. And that could be an idea for whoever may be watching here. Like you get with a psychic, a psychic may be able to tell that same client something that may not be in your field. And then boom, you collab with a astrologist and a numerologist, if Mm -hmm. I said the terms correctly. And Mm -hmm. they're able to calculate this information to give that particular client a powerful guide. Yeah. Not only to get a guidance from another realm, but you're getting physical guidance and things you can use on your journey. I kind of like that. Yeah, it actually is very good. Because I have heard about numerologists and that's like a whole separate sector. It's like being a podiatrist versus being a gynecologist versus being a chiropractor. <laughs> there are different sectors of being a psychic, psychic for real. And a lot of people don't know that. So I'm glad you did bring that up. Right, uh, but, with the mediumship. Yeah, it is. Can you share any memorable experiences where your divination readings or healing work had a significant impact on someone's life? And how did it feel to be able to assist them in their spiritual journey? I would say one time that I could remember is when I definitely was first starting out, was first starting out doing the readings. This was a time for me, like, I'm going to believe in myself and I'm going to get on the phone. So it was a challenge for me, but that other person didn't know that. However, once I got comfortable and I, I went into that intermediate trend, I told her first what I, I always tell my clients what I see first and then let them have their statement or piggyback off what it is that I said. I told her that, hey, there's this man. He, he may be born in this particular date and he wants you to know this. And it changed her life because she said when she first contacted me, She wasn't Mm -hmm. even thinking about connecting with that person because she had too many failed attempts with other readers. And Mm -hmm. I had to explain to her. So not only it was like a, oh, wow, because I didn't know until she confirmed it, which shocked her. But it also shocked me like, oh, wow, I I really did that. So it helped me believe more in myself. But it also gave her some type of relief. And I explained to her, like, with different psychic mediums, readers, Everybody can read the tarot cards, but everyone's not a medium. 
Mm-hmm. Mediumship requires great care and you have to be very cautious with doing stuff like that because you don't want to bring in the wrong spirits. You don't want anything to take over. Not, I wouldn't say they're not a divine source because it is, but you could also potentially hurt yourself or that client. Mm-hmm. So you can get a regular tarot reading, but you can also ask a person so you don't go into the reading blind like, hey, what is it that you practice? Um, are you a medium? Kind of like the questions that you're asking me now. So Yeah. It's like go into it knowing exactly what they want to get out of this reading. Because some people go to a reading and they really don't have a goal in mind of what they want, honestly. Oh, yeah. And then when you said what they want, sometimes I've had encounters where I told a person they didn't want to hear none of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's challenging, too, because I had to, over time, watch how I say things, my tone. Because you know how they say, it. it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Yeah, they always say that. Oh, my goodness. I've had that said to me like, so many there's times. There's times where if I'm working with an ancestor or a particular spirit that's helping me deliver this message, they may not always be nice. I might have a straight face. If, you know, we were doing a video chat phone call and or my tone may sound a little bit different mm-hmm. it's because they're helping me channel these messages that I'm providing people with. So yeah. if the name pops up a date, hey, you did this and this is your problem and, you know, you're kind of shocked. You're going to say, how? well, how did you know that? It's because we have to connect with them. So a lot of the times when I tell people, it's not just me, you know, it's like, thank you, Mel Michelle 9990. It's that source. Mm-hmm. So I always pay homage to the deceased, the ancestors, the spirits that I guide me. Yeah, they're using you as a channel. Right. Okay. So balancing your work as a nationally certified pharmacy technician and your entrepreneurial ventures in the spiritual realm must require effective time management and self-discipline. <laughs> Can you share any strategies or habits you've developed to maintain harmonious balance between these aspects of your life? Yes. So being a pharmacy technician, which requires me to work in a hospital environment, what are hospital environments? Places where people are not only born, but a lot of people do pass away in those buildings. So being a medium, mm. Those spirits that are in there particularly are going to be drawn to me because they see my light. Mm -hmm. So what I have to do to keep that balance when I enter these types of establishments is I have to keep my head covered, which I will wear a white scarf. The challenges with that is that I have been discriminated against. There was people who would ask me, oh, are you Muslim? Like, as if other nurses didn't have on scrub caps. Yeah, because I've seen yeah. plenty of nurses with, with <laughs> scrub caps. Just because it was me, it was kind of like, oh, her head's covered? Uh, why is it, like, why don't you ever take it off? You know, statements like that to the point where I kept proudly wearing it. And they were like, oh, you have a new color today. Nice. Mm-hmm. It went from me being discriminated against to me being complimented. But yeah. that was for my safety, my well-being, because there would be times where I have went in that establishment as a pharmacy technician mm-hmm. without my head covered and you're taking on other people's energies whether you know that or not whenever mm-hmm. establishment you enter it's like coming into somebody's house you don't know what is around there or what's attached to that building 
just like when you connect with a person you don't know what they come with it's a spiritual thing it may not be something that one can see physically but it's a thing it's real so i had to keep that balance and entrepreneurship boom come home let's say somebody books a reading the same day i gotta make sure i clean possibly more than three times a day because it may take a minute for me to have a clear mind or get that other energy from being in that environment off of me stressors so i think i did a pretty great job on doing that i'm a big person on protecting my peace because my peace is non-negotiable thank Um, you all right i will do my job I will bring new ideas to the table, but I need to be comfortable. And even when that pressure is there, I handle it responsibly. So it's not like, oh, well, they're making fun of me. I'm going to take my rap off. No, that's just like, oh, she started a podcast. Well, I'm going to just delete my whole channel just because of what someone else thinks is strange. No. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that balance is like a lot of inner work had to be done for me Definitely. to actually pursue that. So yeah, yeah, you got to be because I'm used. It's it's really good. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. So you got to get used to other people's uncomfortable behavior because that's all it is. Is they're uncomfortable with it, and a lot of people get self conscious with other people being uncomfortable around them. But it's not your problem. It's not your problem. That they're uncomfortable. You have to continue to be yourself, no matter what. As a spiritual person, as an empath, I'm going to be more sensitive to the energy around me. But you may be looking at me as like a manager. You may not know that I feel her, him, like the presence in the room. And then if you have people that are sick and passing away, that energy is there. Yeah. So I try my best to still keep a smile on my face and protect myself. So I've always done that. And it has worked out, but it's a big stressor. I would say it's a big stressor. Yeah, it, d- it does cause a lot of stress because I can say I'm definitely an empath as well. So a lot of times if there is, since I do work in food service, I deal with a lot of people. So a lot of different personalities and it is hard. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is really hard because I try to stay positive and things like that. But there may be a employee who comes in with a very bad attitude and I'll ask them are they okay they keep saying yeah but I can feel the heat off of you right (laughs) right now I don't know what happened today but please leave it at home please (laughs) because it's really messing with me there's one employee who always comes in and has professed that they're depressed and things like that and I get that energy and unfortunately when I'm getting that energy from you it makes I have to try to stay away from you yeah literally I have to it's like I gotta send you to do some other jobs and stuff like that because then it transfers into me like and I can tell and you get it from my responses when you come talk to me and your mannerisms seem like you're being defensive, but then you try to say, no, I'm not being defensive. Like, dude, you are being defensive right now. Um, let's not go back and forth. Let me go about what I was about to do. <laughs> and you go do right. this, please. <laughs> we need to separate ways because you're going to mess up my whole day because I'm absorbing your energy that you're right. putting onto the world. Like it, it's definitely hard. So how do you do that spiritual cleansing? What do you do to do that? 
Oh, well, first, I will definitely require the elements, earth, air, fire, which is kind of like this candle behind me, and prayer. Prayer starts first. Look, that's something you don't even need a candle for. You have a mm-hmm. mouth, and that is very powerful when you use it. So prayer first, and then it depends on what elements I do want to use. If I use herbs to cleanse myself, like rue, rue is a very good cleansing herb to get all that negative energy out, but also... When I do that, I may want to bring it in. Like you can take a, most people, oh, salt water bath, mm-hmm. like the ocean. It's natural healing once you go in that field, that portal, as I like to call it. But you also want to bring in that energy because if you're stripping yourself of, you know, those energies, you want to bring it back in with like cinnamon, abundance, rosemary is a great protective herb that one mm-hmm. could cleanse themselves with because people, don't realize, all right, although this is physical, I always have to go in spiritually and think spiritually because that's going to manifest into my reality. So mm-hmm. with our aura, we got to cleanse that. Remember how your coworker was leaning on your shoulder? Hey, 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 they're, your hands are your energy channel. So they're mm-hmm. transferring or projecting on you like you were telling me in your experience. Mm-hmm. So you don't want to take that to bed. It's like, imagine going in the building or like the hospital, like I said, or the food place, and you're taking all that energy in your bed, in your home, your sacred space. You're feeling tired when you wake up. You want to go ahead and wash that off, pray about it. And once you build a consistent habit doing that, then you're going to see the difference versus, dang, I remember I used to go through my whole entire day not praying. I used to go through my whole entire day, especially as an empath, not cleansing myself or speaking positive manifestations over my life because it's more than that but it's a challenge yeah it's It's very challenging so when people burn sage and things like that is that is sage a protection thing or is it cleansing i would say both but it all and i wish more people in the media would like present that like hey this is this type of sage Mm -hmm. which I may not have the exact name for I know white sage is good for bringing in good spirits. But when you have the other sages, it's like, what are the properties of that? Everything Mm -hmm. doesn't mix. So if I light a sage, I could be either clearing out negative energy or let's say with the white sage, Mm -hmm. bringing in good energy. Mm -hmm. Because somebody might have like a white sage or just because it's sage and they may be lighting it thinking, oh, I'm cleansing the energy, but really you're just <laughs> you're yeah. attracting more. So it's like that trial and error thing. Okay. Yeah. Because a lot of people, like you said, they talk about burning sage and all that stuff, but they never really go in depth of the different types of sages. So I definitely appreciate you touching on that because yeah. that'll help some people go back and do their research because a lot of people have probably already been burning sage every day and they don't even know what it is. All they know is somebody said, hey, burn sage to help sage. Uh, cleanse like, your life. Sage? It's like burn <laughs> incense. Like for me personally, I know I like vanilla, which most mm-hmm. people won't, you won't really hear people, oh, burn vanilla incense. Like what? But vanilla is really good for memorization and focus. So mm-hmm. I like to burn that at times when people would see me um, on my YouTube videos you might see the incense flowing through and it also attracts my uh the spirits that are around me so there'll be times where you'll see a spirit orbs going through the video because again our technology likes to pick that up what the human can't see with a naked eye it really does 
and a lot of people think it's just a glitch or oh, somebody's photoshopping <laughs> or something. Yeah, it's not Photoshop. This is really <laughs> happening right now. Pay attention. My next question for you. What are some common misconceptions or stereotypes that you've encountered in your line of work as a psychic medium, mystic, and healer? And how do you address or challenge these misconceptions to create understanding and trust with your clients? So misconceptions. I feel like I'm going to say the most common one is worshiping the devil. Oh, oh my God. The, the shades, the crystals, the tarot cards are the devil. Well, are they really the devil? No, they are tools. Tarot cards are tools for divination to touch on past, present, and future events. When you do have that gift, which everyone has a gift within them, you don't need necessarily the tools, but they are there to help and guide you. So it's like, if someone is insulting a healer or a spiritual person, it's like, then you are insulting that divine source because I was born this way. So I try to explain it to them like, hey, you have gifts too. You might have a gift of uh, prophecy. You might be a great speaker. For example, I said there are many gifts and I would ask my client also, what do you feel that you're very good at? And they always say what their gift is, but they go, well, I don't know. So it is, like you said, a self-building character, self-building mm -hmm. skills type of thing, self-awareness, misconceptions, other than doing the devil's work. With that goes into a whole nother topic because yeah. everyone, some people don't believe in the devil. Yeah. Also misconceptions about what it is that I do oh as I'm in a trance as a medium sometimes it may seem a little weird like dang is she okay so one could be watching my videos and I have been accused like really wrongfully accused of using substances drugs and <laughs> I've never used drugs in my life I don't mm -hmm. I had a client one time also tell me her experience and she was like can I tell you something I say yes so one time I used shrooms and I had to stop her. I was like, mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest before you finish what you're saying. I've never tried that or anything medicinal that may help that. But I have never personally tried it. So it's like before you seek my advice on what you're about to say, I'm just letting you know. <laughs> uh, like I will tell people straight up. No, but there are some enhancers. And I'm pretty sure you know some out there that may mm -hmm. help like with one's gifts. It's kind of like. I can't necessarily compare drugs to incense or something, but yeah. they are there. And people see that on your table. They're like, oh, she's probably using that. Yeah. That nature. What else? Miss now, one of my gifts that is very strong, that's mm -hmm. not necessarily common, especially on this platform, is my clear audience. Most people don't realize, oh, that is a thing. And it really is when you're connecting with the medium. Because mm -hmm. if we are connecting with our spirit or let's say one of your ancestors or whoever that you want to talk to, we can hear them. Mm. It's very difficult because there's times where I'll say, oh, my ear is ringing or I'm hearing this. You're going to hear that in a lot of statements. Other readers or mediums on these platforms may say. And a psychologist could be looking at it like, oh, she needs a mental health evaluation. <laughs> really, we're connecting with the spiritual realm so we're exercising that clear audience that's big for me mm -hmm. you know clairvoyance there's seven clairs and it has to do with 
again, if you're an empath, you're going to feel it, you're going to hear it, you're going to see it. You'll know if it's right, you know, if they are right there, you'll hear this. Even when you sleep, people are like, oh, I've heard this whole conversation while I'm asleep. That's because you're more vulnerable in the dream state, which is why I do tell my clients, you need to pray for protection and the right guidance because you're most vulnerable when you're asleep. Yeah. That's, you know, not saying you don't have any control over yourself, but that's where most of your messages are going to come. You're like, wow, I feel like I'm having deja vu. I visioned this when I went to sleep and I woke up and it happened. Yeah, I've had that happen several times. And literally there's stuff that I've envisioned Hmm. or spoke out loud when I was younger that's happened as I've gotten older. And I remember saying it or speaking on it or visually seeing it and it's happened and i get that deja vu and i remember (laughs) when i thought about it and i like that because like we're very powerful people and i always express that people like oh you're tripping what is she talking about she there ain't no power i'm like no you have to really believe and i i do say that a lot like believe in your power i'm like don't ever give up like you are powerful we are powerful yeah a lot of people not used to hearing that they want to hear the oh you weak you can't do it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not in our vocabulary over exactly. here. <laughs> it really isn't. Can't. That's what I was talking about on one of my other podcasts. Uh, like, you got to learn how to take that T off of that word. I can. Never I can't. Right. You can. If you actually want to do it, you're going to try. You're going to do, do it. it. <laughs> Regardless. So don't tell me you can't. Just tell me you don't want to. But you can't tell me you can't. Because you can. I do think even with the misconceptions... That has taught me, even within myself, to mm-hmm. never give up, keep believing in myself, because that power, that gift that we all have is real, mm-hmm. and it's helping other people. There's going to be a point in your life, or you already may experience it, where people see you as a middleman. They may not want you to help other people. They may not want you to do it because it's you, but if you're in the middleman, and let's say a person has a another agenda to push out and destroy what it is that you're promoting then you become the target definitely so like you still got to keep fighting for what you believe in even if that means your inspiration is helping someone else fight through their problems yeah all right so we're running short on time now so i had two more questions i'm trying to decide on which one i want to ask before i get to my last and final question but i'm gonna go ahead and go to what is one key insight mindset shift or habit change that you believe has been instrumental in your journey and how can listeners apply this wisdom to their own unique wealth building journey okay going to go back to the power thing again um my godmother when i first started going into this path mm-hmm. she always told me never take your crown off for anyone and what is a crown it's like your head your ori that is where your power is remember how i said your head your hands and your feet are your energy sources mm-hmm. so your head is where your mind is and with being that this is where your ideas develop because it does come from the womb, but this is where you're going to put them out on the forefront. And I think that's something that everybody should believe in when it comes to their power. It's your thoughts. If you're thinking negative, as we said, if you think you can't, that's what you're going to 
reflect back out into this world. Believe you can. If you like, I'm going to get through this, then you will. And over time, as you keep pushing that on yourself, well, she said, I'm nothing. And he said, I'm not doing it right. Well, you're going to retrain your mind to do things in a better way. So it does start with your head, your crown. And this is where a lot of people are going to see you face to face. You're not going to walk around with your head down, powerless. You want to chin up and keep pushing out that power. Like, show people your power. Like, this is me. Mm -hmm. So I think that's something that everyone should also believe in and take on through their whole entire life journey, even in their kids. You wouldn't want your kids walking around with their head down, even if you feel like you have an insecurity, but you know you're working on it. Mm -hmm. Believe in your power. And again, when it comes to power, power can be used for uh, good and bad. Well, you're going to have to have that balance. I've been through some dark times, which I'm pretty sure anyone who's watching this podcast has been through some dark times and able to find that light. And that light is also the same power that exposes what's in the dark mystery, Mm -hmm. which I think everybody should explore the mysteries of this life and don't be afraid of them. So. I'm going to say power. Yeah, you should definitely not be afraid of the dark side because your dark side is there. It's not going anywhere. Right. And you just need an understanding of it so that you can use it in a positive way. Just because it's a dark side doesn't mean it has to be bad things. Like being assertive. A lot of people see that as being negative, but... There are certain situations where you need to be assertive, not necessarily yeah. aggressive with it. That's when it starts come, becoming negative is when you're aggressive with being assertive. But it's a positive trait that you should use. And it's given negative light because a lot of people use assertiveness as aggression as a good example. Also, before we go, if you want to provide the information to get in contact with you to maybe book a reading. Okay, so if you would like to book a reading with me, it will be at Mel Nichelle, N-I-C-H-E-L-E, 999 at gmail.com. And from there, I will go ahead and forward you my website, which is melnichelle999.square.site. Okay, and are you on all socials as well under the same name? Yes, so my pages are Mel Nichelle, 999 and I do have a new Instagram page, which is melnichelle999llc. Okay. All right. So you're only on Instagram? Or are you on Facebook? TikTok? I'm on Facebook, TikTok, Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> she said you can find me everywhere. Uh, everywhere. Yes. yes, ma'am. Well, I appreciate your coming to the show today. You definitely gave me a lot of insight. Hopefully we can touch bases again in a few months to see how your progress is going. I did just a little backstory for the audience. I did get to meet her at a high level conversations tour conference, which was very insightful. It was an awesome show. And we definitely came out of there with a lot of positive energy and we got to connect. I got to connect with a lot of positive and empowering people. So hopefully we get to move forward with this. And I definitely appreciate your time your information, and your knowledge. Thank you for having me. I just want to touch on one more thing, as you just said, about that event that we met. Yes, ma'am. When they were on the stage, 19 Keys said, 
everyone in this room is someone that you should be connecting with. And mm -hmm. that's when it hit me. We do need that support team. So the fact that we're here and you invited me on this podcast, I'm appreciative to connect with like-minded individuals. Yes, ma'am. So much. And like I've said before in a couple of my previous episodes is networking is your net worth. So you got to make sure you start networking with like-minded people, uh, with people that are on a higher level than you, even if you aren't even on their level yet. So that you feel like it's not like-minded, not quite yet, but that's where you want to be. You still need to connect with that person because that's where you want to be. Exactly. Like, don't keep hanging out with the people that make you feel like you're the highest level. You know, you know, a lot of people like to choose somebody. They have their best friend is like the grimiest looking. <laughs> I, I remember that used to be a thing when I was in high school. Like the fine girl would have a whole bunch of ugly friends because it makes her feel better. Dog, right. like, don't stop mean, doing that. Stop, <laughs> stop, don't do that. <laughs> it makes you feel better because they're ugly as crap. Like, <laughs> that's the definition of a bully for real. If she's around you, they're around you because you look good. No. So lift yourself up. Stop the cycle of trying to be the smartest person in the room. I want to be in rooms where I'm not the smartest person in the room. That way I can learn from everybody around me. Period. Yes, I agree. Yeah. So we'll see. I'll see you guys next week. All right, you guys.